Baker Mayfield, undraftable, off my board. The Cleveland Browns select Baker Mayfield. What's up, everybody? Welcome into the OBR Film Breakdown. I'm your host, Jake Burns. Hope your weekend's going well. We had a bonus content edition up yesterday where we talked to John Costco from Pro Football Focus about some of the different data metrics, things like that, that are intriguing to him. Players that could be up, players that could be down based on their data. Check that out if you would like. Not going to really waste much time. Not much happened otherwise. I uh, talked about the 75th anniversary uniforms yesterday. Talked about uh, the rookie signings. Greg Newsom, Anthony Schwartz, haven't really had anything else shake out, so we'll just get to our interview. It's an interesting topic, I think, with uh, Stephen Thomas here, where we are going to talk about some of the Browns' projections, and off of those projections, looking at um, who who can meet the over-under on some of those numbers. We're going to use Mike Clay from ESPN, his information. It's a little skewed because it doesn't have 17 games of data, so we tried to make it as relevant as we can to 17 games of actual data this year and uh, tried to tie in some other elements that will be a little tricky, like it didn't have rookies on the list, it didn't have uh, the Sheldon Richardson cut yet. So just some talking points, looking at where the Browns could be by the end of the year in terms of what the numbers could look like, what the receiving numbers will shake out for, wide receiver halfback numbers. Uh, I don't know why I said halfback, it's running back. And then tight ends as well. So good discussion here. Just looking at what we are sort of projecting numbers wise. And it obviously ties into Baker Mayfield and then the rushing numbers with Nick Chubb. And then we talked about some defensive stuff too. So let's get over that interview right now. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So we're going to try to do an over-under projections thing. What what I have done with this before, and, and this is from, from Mike Lady ESPN, I have tried to look at um, the, the, the he kind of seems to go a little bit lower. And as Steve and I were looking at this, he actually only has it for 16 games. I would imagine he's a smart guy on the right side of this projection list we're looking at. He has 18 weeks, 17 games. So I would guess he's going by the model that he doesn't have data for 17 games yet, so he's just going to do his traditional 16. Um, So we'll try to just juice up the numbers by what we think an average game would be, I guess, Steve, and and try to go over-under on that. So 
So here's what he would do. We'll go we'll go all offense and then we'll throw some some fun defensive ones at you guys too. So let's do uh obviously Baker. He says his prediction model for 2021 says 329 to 521, 3715 yards, 27 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. Uh, and sacked 32 times. Last year, for reference, in 16 games, he was 305 for 486. Uh, he was 3563, 26 touchdowns, eight interceptions. He was sacked 26 times. So, if you add an extra game, Steve, you're probably looking at 4,000 yards as the over/under, and then 30 touchdowns. Um, probably say 12 interceptions. Where do you fall on those numbers? Let's start with yards. Do you think he goes over 4,000 yards this year? I do. I do. Because despite the perception by some that the Browns are, uh, their their offense is built around Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt and their run first team and all that kind of stuff. That's, I learned from watching your stuff that that's really not the way it is. They, they run a lot more, but they use the pass to set it up. The pass is generally their first option. And uh, Nick, you know, tends to rack up a ton of yards uh, when they are ahead and protecting a lead, um, and the other the other uh, team is tired. So I'm going to say over. Um, I don't know if three or four hundred yards is constitutes you know quote unquote quite a bit over, but yeah, I would say I think he's going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of 45, 44, 4500, just because. Well, I mean, you know, we saw the growth uh, last year. I think without those three monsoon games, his numbers from last year probably are creeping up close to 4,000. And uh, also, I mean, like we've said the past couple of weeks, it's the first time since he came into the league that he's had the same scheme, the same coaches, the same 11 guys around him for two years in a row. So just the comfort factor and the confidence factor and the personnel and the scheme, I think is going to push him higher than that. I think he's going to go over with the yards. Um, what was the next? The next one was 30 touchdowns. I think he's going to go over with the touchdowns too. Uh, I, so I'm going to take o- overs on both of those. Um, part of the interceptions, his, he's far more aggressive uh, when he's confident, so th- they may tick up a bit, just a couple. I mean, not like dangerous or anything, but it might tick up just a couple of bit because he's going to be uh, more confident, more aggressive, trying to f- uh, shoot it into smaller windows, um, and success breeds more confidence. So he'll, he'll take the Favre route a couple games and then sort of have to correct himself. I don't know about uh, the number of sacks. I think his sacks are actually going to go down uh, as Jedrick Wills uh, improves from year one to year two. And again, he gets more comfortable with the protection schemes and all that kind of stuff and gets the ball out of his hands quicker. So I think he's going to be better in all of these metrics, except maybe interceptions by one or two. I think something like, yeah, like 41, 4,200, 33-ish touchdowns, 12 interceptions, 11 interceptions feels right to me. That would be, I think, a really good season. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and, and you're right, like over... 17 weeks right at the 30 mark, a little below that. So that would be good. That would be a good season. If he ends up going 27 and 11 and 3,700 yards in 17 games, it'd be fine, but I would just like more. I would like, you know, there's obviously going to be, uh, you know, d- details inside everything. So just looking at stat lines is always dangerous because, like you said, it could be three games with wind that is, you know, hurricane level wind like we saw last year but 
Yeah, I would just like to see him creep into the 30 or more touchdown mark for the first time in his career and keep the interceptions around the the 9 through 12 range. That would be, I mean, if he wants to go lower than 9, that's cool too. But, but uh, <laughs> just for, for who he is, the evidence we've seen, he's going he's gonna to throw some here or there. They're just going to they're just gonna happen. So Yeah, he's aggressive. Uh, that, he that comes with the territory. Case Keenum attempts 22. Do you think he throws 22 passes? Last year, Case Keenum threw 10 total passes on the year. Jarvis Landry threw four. That's a good question. Over under four on Jarvis Landry. Think he throws less than four next year or more? <laughs> um, wow, I hadn't even thought about that one. Uh-huh. Uh, l- let's go over. Why not? They're fun. They're fun plays. Uh, four and, for and four. He's good at it too. He yeah. is four for four, seventy-four yards and a touchdown. Not bad. Uh, Case Keenum went five for ten, forty-six yards. It happened in one game, Steelers game. Baker didn't didn't miss another snap the rest of the year. So you know, I think ten or less. I, I'm going to go under. I think Case Keenum throws under 10 throws next year. I think Baker's just never coming off the field. Um, okay, Nick Chubb. Last year, Nick runs for 1,067 yards and only 190 attempts. This model has 249 attempts. So obviously, missing not missing the four games Nick missed last year. Has him going for 1,224 yards and 11 touchdowns. We'll bump that to... Uh, say 13, okay, so we'll say 1,265, sorry, 265 carries for Nick. So we'll go 265, 1,350 yards, 12 touchdowns. Where do you shake on those? 265 divided by 17. Let's see, 10 carries a game would be 170, half of that. So you're you're looking at give or take 15 uh, carries a game. Uh, that actually is pretty. That's a pretty good over under uh, right there. Um, well, I think they're going to be protecting a lot more leads this year. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and go over. Uh, he's going to get a ton of work in the fourth quarter, just absolutely hammering opposing defenses, which we should all be hoping for. Uh, that if he's getting a ton of carries and pounding and ball down people's throat in the fourth quarter, that means good things in the one loss column. So everybody should be rooting for that. So I'm going to go over. With the carries, what was the yardage that we decided on, 1,300? 1,350. I will say in 2019 when he had less split duty stuff, he had 298 attempts. So right. I think I think you're safe there, pretty close to being safe based on um, – and I know Kareem's back too, but I do think they're due to just give the ball to Nick a ton. At some point they're just going to say this guy's got to get the bulk of our carries. So right. anyway, right. keep going. Uh, yeah, 1,350 yards over under that. 1350. I'm going to go over. Uh, I said in one of my things I thought columns um, a month ago, maybe that he's going to break 1500 yards. uh, And I think I still think that. So I'm going to go over there and I'm going to go over the 12 touchdowns, too. I just think uh, the one area that he has, you hate to use the word lacking, but the one area where they have taken him out and 27 has gotten the bulk of the carries because he just seemingly has a better nose for the end zone is those runs inside the five. Twenty-seven seems to be able to find those little creases just a little better in that situation for whatever reason. I I, I can't figure it out, um, but I think this year he he figures that out and uh, punches the ball in a lot more short runs, uh, a lot more short touchdown runs for Nick. So I think he's going to go over the twelve. So I'm going to go over on all three of those again. Okay, I told you if you picked over on every single one of them, we we're going to have an issue. He has him at thirty-seven <laughs> catches. Sorry, 35 catches, 290 yards, one touchdown. Last year he had 16 catches on 18 targets, 150 yards, and no touchdowns. 
Uh, yeah, what do you think about that one? Yeah, I think I'm going under on that one. Um, just because, again, uh, he's not bad at it. Some people for still, for whatever reason, three years in, still try to say, oh, well, he's not very good in the screen game or the receiving game. I don't know what you're watching, but you're wrong. It has nothing to do with him. It's just 27, again, seems to have a better feel. And you throw, as we all expect as we sit here today, Demetric Felton into some of those uh, situations. I just, I, I don't see him forcing the ball to him uh, at much more than they already did through the air. Uh, I mean, uh, much more than they did last year because there's just not really a need for it. Um, I don't know. I would say 20 to 25 would probably be more realistic in my mind. Um uh, I, then again, uh, you know, I guess, I guess I can see why some people would think that because if Odell is back and they throw Anthony Schwartz in there and DPJ takes another step, as we talked about in our wide receiver preview last week, they're going to be dragging a lot of defenders deep just with the threat of their legs. And that will open up a lot of those dump offs and, and uh, backside, you know, slow developing things that Kevin's probably going to want to scheme up and, and screens and that thing for Nick coming out of the backfield. So, but yeah, I'm going to go under 30, 36 or whatever it was you said. I don't, I don't think he goes over 30. Uh, I think 25 is probably a more realistic ceiling in my opinion. Yeah, I think you could you could see an average catch number creep up, but that, yeah, I think you're right about that. Kareem, they have at 134 for 581. Um, Kareem last year obviously got games where he was a starter for five games so that matters a little bit he had 198 carries he went for 841 six touchdowns so i would guess he goes for more than 581 i would say if his over under was 700 i would probably say god 700 is a good number (laughs) i I would probably say just a fuzz under that because i think that they should they should let nick go crazy but i don't know do you think he goes over 700 no, I think I'm going to go under as far as yards on the ground. But with with, with uh, uh, Kareem, what people need to keep in mind is he's one of those guys where the total yards, total touches uh, is far more important than the specific rushing yards. He's, he's that kind of running back. Um, so I think he might have an uptick. I, I don't know what the numbers that they projected are for him in the passing game, but I think he might have a little bit of an uptick there. Uh, and uh, if they're going to pound Nick Chubb, like you said, and I f- believe as well, then he's just, you know, through no fault of his own, just not going to get the carries. He's not going to get the tote the rock unless Nick goes down again for a, a few games. Um, so I'm going to go under with that on the rushing yards, under 700 on the rushing yards, because, uh, you know, I, I've i seen people say they're going to do a Mac and Biner and both be over 1,000 yards, and who knows, maybe they will. I just find that pretty unrealistic in today's NFL with the rules favoring the passing game so much. Yeah, especially how much they threw late in the year, and I think that they've been pretty vocal, not directly saying it, but saying more that they need to throw the ball in early downs. They need an uptick in that. So I think you're right. I think that's why your answer on Baker was probably accurate. Um, They had Kareem at 40 for 351 in 16 games. So, you know, I think he even takes a game out in his projections just to say somebody misses a game, just for mm-hmm. injury's sake. So if you go, like, would you would you say he goes – last year he went 38 catches on 51 targets for 304 and five touchdowns. I would say the number would be, again, five touchdowns, 445 catches, which probably sounds pretty right to me, if we're being honest. But I would probably go – I'm gonna. I would go just a fuzz under. I think he might be like 380. What do you think? 
Yeah, I'd say somewhere between 40 and 45. Um, and, you know, yeah, depending on what kind of targets they are. And if he breaks a couple, you know, uh, then you're talking anywhere from 350 to 450. So what were the exact numbers again? What were the, the, the number were? he had was 40, 351, and 3. I, I think that you add that extra game, it'd probably be like 45, 404, something like that. Okay. So I would say probably I would probably go a little under the catches if it's forty five, not much, but but a little under because these are all real good numbers. Um, a, a little over on the yardage, and then yeah, over three touchdowns. I think I think you're right there. I think probably five or six seems more realistic. Okay, let's talk wide receivers. He has Odell in fifteen games again, taking a game out for whatever reason. He has him at 69 receptions, 968 yards, seven touchdowns. I would probably add, I'd go, I'd go 75, 1,050, and eight touchdowns. What do you think? Over on all three. I, okay. you, I, you, you know where I've been on Odell since uh, his angry social media posts. Uh, well, not angry. I don't want to mischaracterize it. Angry at missing out on the playoff run social media posts from back in January. You know where I think he is in for an absolutely monster year. They're not going to force him the ball like they tried to in 2019. It's not because he's going to, you know, demand touches and be a diva and all that other crap that you hear from certain people. Uh, I don't think it's that at all. I just think he is that talented and that determined. And I think the rest of the locker room has grown to the point where his talents are going to be utilized to the to the absolute fullest extent that they are uh, can possibly be utilized. Um, Kevin is obviously super excited to have his skill set back uh, in his hip pocket to be able to utilize him in all different kinds of ways. So I think he's going to go probably. I I I would be surprised if he breaks a hundred. 80 to 85 sounds about right for me. 1,200, 1,300 yards, and then maybe a dozen-ish touchdowns is what I'm thinking in that range. So return to the old guy is what the, yeah. uh, the outcome would be. Absolutely uh, Jar- believe that. Yeah, let's talk Jarvis. They have him at 74, 846, and 5. Last year, Jarvis went 72, 840, and 3. So I would probably guess in 17 games – Nine twenty-five, six touchdowns, eighty catches, and I would probably say just under on all of those. Uh, I would say eight hundred-ish yards, four touchdowns, and seventy catches is about the sweet spot for Jarvis. Yeah, I was just gonna say somewhere between sixty and seventy uh, uh, seems more uh, likely to me. And again, not because you know I'm not a Jarvis Landry hater, I'm not on all that kind of stuff, but I just think Odell is gonna. He's just going to, you know, demand that much attention, and he's going to be open that much, and that's where he's going to have the home run ball coming his way quite frequently, I think. Um, so, yeah, I would say somewhere between 60 and 70, so I'll go under on the 80 catches. Um, definitely under on the yards, which was 800 and whatever. I think, yeah, probably 700-ish, 6-700-ish is probably more likely. Maybe a little over on the touchdowns because Jarvis, is one of his strengths is finding those creases and, and using his body to create space down there in the red zone. He is really good at finding those little nooks and crannies and just inching his way past a guy just to get uh, just to break the plane. So I might go a little over on the touchdowns, uh, but under on everything else. Four touchdowns in 2018, six touchdowns 2019, three touchdowns last year. So um, his career high in 2017, he had nine. Everything else has been 5-4-4, four, four, the nine-year, 4-6-3, 35 total receiving touchdowns. So um, I'll say seven. Okay. All right. Uh, Rashard Higgins is who they have as the third guy. 
37 targets. You know, they have him for 23 catches, 331, and two touchdowns. Higgins last year, he went, uh, if I can get my finger to slide down, 37 catches, 599 for a whopping 16.2 per catch and four touchdowns. I think those numbers would probably be like 30, 450, and 3. 32 maybe, 450, and 3. Um, what do you think about those those numbers? Because you got to remember the 599 is great, but that was a time without Odell. So, you know, it's often right. doesn't feature a third receiver often. Right, and we, the, we talked about in our wide receiver preview the battle between 3-4-5, between him, DPJ, and Kadero. Hodge, and then you throw Anthony Schwartz into the mix. Um, Okay, for the sake of this, let's just assume he wins the three job, the wide receiver three job, because that'll make it easier. Yeah, I think maybe just a touch under all of those. Um, For all the reasons we listed before about Nick and Odell and Jarvis uh, and Kareem getting uh, extra touches here and extra touches there, um, I just, I, I don't think that, I don't think the targets... The targets are going to be there for the uh, wide receiver three, whoever it happens to be. Uh, and, and that's nothing against Richard. I mean, you know, I love the guy. Uh, and he's got that freaky alien connection with Baker on third down, which I just absolutely love. I love having a guy like that on the team. Um, I just I don't know if the targets are going to be there. So and no reflection on him or he could easily he has the skill to go over that. But I just don't think he's going to in this particular situation. I'm going to go under. I'm going to say high 20s. Uh, three to four hundred, uh, give or take, and two or three touchdowns. Okay, yeah, I think that that's probably pretty accurate. I think it's down from from last year, but if it's down, it's because Odell is taking right. on a lot of that volume. There, they go Donovan, Peoples Jones, and Kadero Hodge. They they just are super. Mike is super conservative here. Three catches each for forty five, and then one had forty three. So the question is, do those guys top a hundred and fifty? We'll say Kadero Hodge last year had 11 for 180, no touchdowns. Uh, and then Donovan Peoples-Jones had 14 for 304 and two touchdowns for a team-high 21.7 yards per reception. And I, I should say, too, Kadero Hodge was 16.4 yards per catch, which is second in the team ahead of Higgins. So, I mean, I think this – I guess – okay, let's ask it this way. Does, does Peoples-Jones top 200 yards? He's yes. the hot button guy who everybody loves this offseason. You think he does? Yes. Okay. So he taught what do you what do you say? Two fifty? So if we do, okay, let's just off the cuff here. Right? I think he beats what he did last year. Okay. I'm just gonna ask you yes or no on these. Donovan Peoples right. Jones, you think he beats three hundred? Yes. Okay. So you said twelve fifty for Odell on the conservative side. Eight hundred for Jarvis Landry. You say Peoples Seven. Jones. 700. Okay, I'll subtract 100. You say Richard Higgins does what was your number again? Well, I, I see, the, the discussion with Higgins, DPJ, and Hodge that we're having here is assuming that they win the, the wide receiver <laughs> three spot. That's the thing you have to do because if Higgins wins the wide receiver three spot, then Peoples Jones probably doesn't top 300 yards. This is what I'm saying. So that battle is so interesting because whoever is that third one is going to get a decent amount of targets. Whoever's fourth and fifth, better block because they're not going to see the ball all that much. Um, in my head, I think 
DPJ is going to get that wide receiver three spot, in which case I think he goes over and he could go significantly over. He, he could top five, uh, uh, in my opinion. Um, okay. So now, give me a number. It, I'm just I'm just offhand adding these up so we know what we think Baker throws for this year. So say yeah. DPJ wins that wide receiver three role or whatever. It's I hate saying wide receiver three four. It's like okay, he's the first up as a right. as a certain formation outside guy. Um, he you know we'll say you say three fifty for him. He's over last year. Uh, Richard Higgins then would be a guy who gets maybe instead of thirty seven targets on the year he gets twenty fifty eighteen to twenty. What do you think his number is? Two hundred. Yeah, that seems fair. Maybe a little okay. under. What do you think Hodge gets in this scenario? In this scenario where he's wide receiver five? Well, uh, you got to remember there's a rookie we're not talking about, too. We're going to have him in. So Exactly. Would you say um, Schwartz goes some quick little flip passes, maybe a deep shot? Do you think he goes over 150? Yes, okay. and but mostly because... Just because of his skill set with his speed, he is set up to have one or two at least, you know, 80-yard plays, you know, just because he he needs a crease. One blown coverage, when you're a legit 4-2, one guy is one step out of position, and you're gone. And even as a rookie, I, I just find it hard to believe he's not going to find one, two, maybe three of those creases at some point over the 17 games. So he may not get a lot of volume. But his yards per catch and all that kind of stuff are going to be potentially pretty crazy. Okay, I'm with you. So for, so we'll just say 43 for Hodge. He plays a couple games, gets a couple catches, because that's six wide receivers. You're at 32-43. I added the running backs in on the safe side. I put Kareem at 350, and I put Nick at 200. So that's now tight ends. Austin Hooper's number is 51 for 505 and five touchdowns. Hooper last year went... 46 for 435 and four touchdowns in 13 games. So in 17 games, can he go for 51, 505, and 5? Do you think he goes for more or less? Let me ask you, what was uh, David Njoku's numbers from last year? Not great. David only had 19 catches for 213 and 2, which is more than what this projection system has him at, which is 20, uh, sorry, that's targets. He has 16 catches for 189 and 2 on this thread okay then uh the projections from what i'm hearing if i'm hearing you correctly is that uh, austin hooper will be the number one receiving target at the tight end position and david njoku will be what you would call the tight end two uh and get a much much lower um volume of targets i personally believe those two will be flipped i think david is going to break out this year i think he's going to be the guy with the 50 targets or the, the 60 targets and the 40 catches, and he's going to be that tight end. And Austin will be the guy that has, you know, um, he's you're never going to get a guy like Austin Hooper completely out of your offense because he's valuable on every facet of the game and he's good at things, especially down in the red zone. But um, I, I I think David is going to take the 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 lion's share of the tight end targets. So in my head, I would put his over-under in the, the Hooper numbers that you gave me, and I would put Hooper in his over-under numbers that you gave me. Um, so I would say if, if 51 and 505, is that what you said they, they projected for Hooper? Yeah, Hooper's 73 targets, 51 catches, 505 yards, 5 touchdowns. Okay, let's say those are Njoku's projections, because I think he's going to be the tight end one. Um I'm going to go a little bit over on the yards. Uh, boy, that's a really good number. 51 is a really good number to set an over-under at uh, for your, your first tight end in this offense. You know what? I'm going to go just a just a skosh over that, too. 
because um, I, I really think he's going to have a big year. Um, and five touchdowns, uh, I'm going to go a little under on that one, just because I think uh, we've said, you know, how many touchdowns all these other guys are going to score. There's not a lot left. So, you know, <laughs> I'll, t- I'll go under. Najoko will be my one under guy on, in okay. this. So Hooper, you think, goes 25, More in the 20 30? to 25 range. Yeah, somewhere in that range, maybe 30 um, at the high end. Probably more like mid-20s and, I don't know, 300 yards, 250, 300 yards. Does that sound about right? We'll say 275. Yeah. And then, okay, hold on. We had 38, 52 plus 275 yards. Is, okay, and then... Eh, Harrison Bryant also is the third tight end. Last year, Harrison Bryant, now this was because uh, both Hooper and Ajoku missed time. He had 38 targets, 24 catches, 238, and 3. So if we'd say he's at the 150-yard mark on the year, catches maybe 13 to 15 passes for a buck 50. That puts Baker at 38-25 plus 4,250 yards. That's about what we said. It's not It's not far off. Yeah. It's not far off. Now, those things can fluctuate if, if if they decide to give more of the targets to Higgins or People Jones or Hodge, so don't quote us on that. But that, that would be the range. You know, your second tight end getting you half the yards, your first tight end gets you something like that. So Baker would be, and I think this scenario, closer to 33, 34 touchdowns, something like that, which is what we want, you know. You're going to always – do these things optimistically you know no one wants to sit here and say odell's going to go for 628 yards so right <laughs> like, um yeah i think i think this is fair let's tell a couple defensive guys so this has uh this has it looks like miles garrett at 10 and a half sacks i over. have to think the 15 and a half number is the over under i would go at and i still think i might go over that I'll go over that it's the too first i think it's the first time in his career that he's going to play with pass coverage that can actually handle the first three seconds of a snap, you know? How right. many times is Miles beating his guy within three steps and the ball's out? Um, Jadevin Clowney, the 8.3 sack number is a great number for him. That eight sack is like, I would think he's just under it. I think he might go seven, seven and a half. But over would be so lovely to have him creep toward mm. 10. Mm-hmm. Have him creep toward 10. They have Tack at five. I think that's a fair number. And I would say if you could get Miles to 15 and a half, 16, Clowney to eight, Tack to six. Pooh, that'd be great. That'd be really good. Last year, for reference point, see if we can pull this up. Uh, sack numbers. I think we all know what Clowney had last year. It's been documented. That's what I think. <laughs> Miles had 12 last year. Olivier Vernon had nine. Three and a half from Adrian Claiborne. I know Porter Gustin, I think, had two, but i got to find him. Where is he at? Well, the, the thing we got to take into account this year for Miles and Jadebian Clowney, and Tack, for that matter, and hell, let's throw Curtis Weaver into this mix, um, is that they're going to be getting a lot more, well, on paper anyway, a lot more push up the middle than they have. Um, Miles is great at running the arc. We all know that, and there has been ample opportunity for opposing quarterbacks to step up and to let him go behind him on a regular basis. You look at some of the guys they brought in and we talked about the IDL room. There's a, you know, a lot of question marks. Who's going to be the one that step 
sub because there's no you know Aaron Donald in there or anything. But I think guys like Malik Jackson, Jadevian Clowney, when he goes inside, uh, Tommy Togiai, I know we agree on that. He'll be in that disruption is production category. And when those guys are pushing the center back into the quarterback's lap, uh, uh, where are they going to go? I mean, this guy sees pressure coming in his face. He turns to his left. He's got 95 bearing down on him. He turns to his right. He's got Clowney or Tack bearing down on him or, you know, JOK on a, on a delayed blitz or Curtis Weaver or whoever. There's just so many more options, and I think that is only going to help Miles' numbers and, and Clowney's numbers, for that matter. I think it was the zero. The big donut hole last year was a, uh, uh, an anomaly, a rather large anomaly. Uh, assuming he's healthy for most, uh, knock on wood, all of the year, I, I'm with you. I think eight is a good number if you're setting an over-under, but I think he has a really good chance to get into double digits playing next to Miles. Uh, yeah, it's the best opportunity he's had since his Watt days. Um, Porter Gustin, I was wrong. He had no sacks last year. I guess I thought, I presumed he had really? a sack. Yeah, even a nice interception. And he had that play where he was close to sacking Burrow, but Miles actually knocked the football loose. Um, right. So, no, uh, let's ask, I'll ask you this question Question collectively. Sheldon Richardson had four and a half. Uh, Larry Ogunjobi had two and a half. So, seven sacks from the interior last year. Let me see if anybody else had any from the interior. I don't I don't think so. MJ Stewart won. He's not. Vincent Taylor did not. I think that's it. Seven sacks from interior defensive linemen. Do they go over that number this year? Um I I think I think yes. Um, but I think some of it depends on how you classify Jadevian Clowney and Malik Jackson because um, I think Malik Jackson is going to get his fair share of quarterback hits and sacks uh, but they could come from the outside because he he can go outside as well now Clowney is listed as an edge we all know he's an edge he wants to be an edge he wants to play on the outside we all know he's going to get a decent volume of snaps on the inside as well so if he lines up over the guard and happens to get the sack on that play Technically, he's an edge, but does that go on the interior defensive line sack stats? I don't know. Um, I, I think they can go over that. I think they definitely can just because of the firepower on the outside. Um, but, boy, that is a good number. Um, I'll go under on that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say the interior f- causes a lot of damage, but they fall more heavily on the disruption as production side of the ledger rather than the packing the stat sheet with actual sack numbers. This projection still had Sheldon Richardson on the roster, so if you take Sheldon off, maybe you put Malik Jackson at three and a half, Billings at two and a half, Tommy Togiai at one, and then who else? Sheldon Day or something? I don't know. Yeah, I think seven is an interesting number. If they get over seven sacks between this group up in the middle with how many other skilled guys are trying to race them to the quarterback too, that would be a massive win, a massive win right. in my opinion. Interceptions-wise, last year they ended up intercepting. Let me ask you this real quick, yes or no. I guess I can't be a yes or no. Over or under, just one word. 38 team sacks last year, over or under for this year, more or less. Over. Okay, got it. Um, interceptions, let's see. I see 16 interceptions, am I right? No, I'm not. 11 interceptions last year total. Denzel... Over. Uh, you think over. Okay. Uh, B.J. Goodson had two. 
Denzel had two. Do you think Denzel goes for three or more? Yes. Okay. Uh, the only other people that really had interceptions, Ronnie Harrison had one, Red Ryan had one, MJ Stewart somehow found two. Boy, this coverage was a disaster. God, it was bad. Um, Carl Joseph found an interception. Taki Taki picked off Ben in the playoffs. And I think Taki Taki had a Carson Wentz returned interception, if I recall, off a of Denzel sack on a corner yeah. blitz. So, yeah, they have to find more than 11 interceptions next year. They, they just they had. And I think they will because, you know, due to, between the injuries and the COVID and everything else, I mean, I think they were two calls away from calling me to come play safety. Uh, you know, I mean, it was that bad at the end of the year. I mean, it was guys out there doing stuff that they just, you know, God bless them. They gave everything they had, but they just weren't equipped to do it. And the options, we talked about this all throughout free agency and all throughout the draft. It's one of the reasons we were so excited because on paper, anyway, you look at the just look at the names from last year and then look at the names from this year and the additions. It's it's night and day. It's, it's two nights and two days. That's how different it is. There's so many more skilled uh, players of the ball and skilled coverage guys back there that when you pair it with that much improved, potentially devastating pass rush that we just got finished talking about. They're going to have a lot of opportunities, not only uh, quick stuff, uh, hurried throws, scared throws, but desperation, tipped balls, you know, heaves, guys throwing while they're getting hit, and so it goes 10 yards offline. There's going to be a lot more of that, that opportunity, too. And they've got guys back there who, can, who are fast enough and have good enough hands to take care of it. So if let's just say this. If it's not more than 11, something has gone awry, <laughs> okay? So mm-hmm. let's... Uh, let, let's hope it's, uh, it's you know, uh, in the upper echelons of, of the league uh, this coming year because they certainly have the personnel there that, uh, that can do something like that. They had 17 f- – I don't know if this metric is right. They had 20 – I don't like how they track this. Fumble recoveries. Seems strange. They had 24 fumble recoveries last year, according to Pro Football Reference. It's a high volume. I think that's where they created most of their turnovers. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's where there's a little bit of luck involved. This is weird because it has like Baker's fumble. Uh, let's just look at forced fumbles. I think they had 17 forced fumbles. That seems like the right number. I don't know how many were record re- recovered, but 17 uh, 17 forced fumbles. Do you think they go over or under that? Because I feel I feel like when I look back on it, they had pretty good turnover luck, despite being. Overall, a shitty defense. They did create turnovers. At least it felt like. Maybe they didn't, as many as I recall off the top of my head. So, do you think they... I mean, if they can get better turnover luck and have an influx of talent, it's like, it's like, come on, man. These guys should be so far and away improved. And Mike has them. Mike's system, he has the Browns-Bucks as his Super Bowl, Super Bowl preview, which is wild to think about. Right, um, right. Yeah, I don't know. I, I remember reading something a couple of years ago about um, the unpredictable nature of fumble recoveries. Just because, you know, like they say, the ball is shaped funny. It doesn't bounce the way you think it's going to. I mean, <laughs> no. how many times have we seen a guy all by himself, you know, with the a fumble, and you go, how the hell did he not get that? And then, it, you know, it goes five more seconds, 15 yards away, there's a big scrum. It's because it's not round. It, you know, it's much more difficult than it looks like. To some people, and you know, if you recover a lot of your fumbles, I wish I could remember where I saw that. I'll try to find it and tweet it out tomorrow, or, or maybe we'll write an article on it. Um, 
if you recover a lot of fun, you're going to come back to the mean. It's over time, you're going to be right about 50% because that's just the way it is. So if they recovered, I make up a number, 72% of their fumbles last year, it does not bode well for recovering a lot of fumbles this coming year. Now, sometimes you can have a two-year stretch like that, but usually, uh, eventually, you're going to regress to the mean. So I think if they can just keep forcing them um at a decent volume and that's a pretty pretty decent volume there um then then they'll be okay because uh the offense is going to put up so many more points this year i think that uh uh yeah i i think they 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 17 i think was the number let's say they dip a little bit below that let's say it's just shy of one per game it's like 15 um, but then you add in half. you add in more than 11 interceptions right and you can add in actually getting to a respectable level of third down stops. Right. And you balance that out. And then if you add that all together, more stops, creating just as many turnovers with the like you know, with the in an influxion of stops, then it's it's a good defense. It's a better defense. It's a top ten right. potential defense. And that's what we're hoping for. So uh thirty seven minutes, man. We run long, but that's what we do. This was fun. <laughs> Forty two hundred yards for Baker. We did it through science of adding up all the receiver totals. We probably forgot to add Andy Janovich's uh, receiving total there, too, but we'll let it slide. Let it slide. We'll let it slide. Steve, this was fun, brother. Thanks, man. Yeah, it was a good time. Let's hope uh, everybody holds us to this and attacks us for it in a very personal and vulgar manner in January. I I can't wait for that. That'd be great. I I can't wait for it because somehow it will happen. It will happen. So, All right, until, uh, until January's ripping. Thanks again, brother. All right, we'll talk to you soon, man. All right, that's a wrap. Thanks to Steve for joining us. Hopefully you enjoyed the conversation about over-unders. Man, we're on the cusp of training camp. Starts next week. Make sure you're checking out the OBR's Twitch. We're going to be broadcasting there on the 26th, just a day away from when you're listening to this podcast. Make sure you're subscribed to it. Make sure you're following. It's going to be exciting stuff. Link is once again in the description of this podcast. Hope everybody has a great Sunday. Hope you have a great weekend. As usual, until we talk next time, which will be on Monday, we'll have John Colosimo on the pod. Make sure you check that out. And, guys, go Browns. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.